Hello, and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast where friends share with friends whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I'm Janelle. This week we are doing Hamilton, which was my pick. So, a little background about Hamilton is it's a uh, musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was directed by Tommy Kale. Lin-Manuel Miranda, he happened to pick up the Ron Trinnell biography when he was going on vacation for a nice, light 700-page reading. And then he got obsessed with Hamilton. After, like, the second chapter, he paused to go look it up online to... um, because he was sure that somebody had already done this, that, that this had already... Somebody had already made it into something else. Um, and he was surprised that nobody else had thought of a rap musical for Hamilton before. So that was where the inspiration hit. Um, because as he was reading, he just... It screamed rap uh, rap musical to him. Don't know. I mean, it works. Okay. It works very well. <laughs> it works very well, but I, you know... Mm-hmm. What, that would not have been my first thought. Not oh, true. Hamilton's life embodies hip hop, and that was right. That was his thoughts. Mm-hmm. The musical has colorblind casting, and um, one of the taglines is "The story of America then, told by America now." So that's kind of your a little bit of your background on Hamilton. Um, so let's get to what Janelle and Elizabeth thought. Elizabeth, give me your thoughts. Okay. Well, I loved it, and when <laughs> I just loved it, when okay, like I was a little nervous about um, listening to it because I know everybody said it was good. I didn't doubt that it would be good. I doubted that I would get it and be enthused by it, or and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to follow the storyline since I couldn't see the characters as 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 I was listening to the music. But I was like hooked from the first song. It was so good, and I listened to it, you know, all of it. I know we only had to watch, listen to the first CD, but I just let it, let it go, <laughs> you know? How many times did you end up listening to it? Did you just go one time all the way through, or? I did it one and, like, three-fourths, because I, I had to stop, because we had, we were about to start, like, doing this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> When I wasn't doing twice. Yeah. So, I, the second time I got to where um, Hamilton, Ham, Hamilton's son, Philip, dies, and it was really sad. <laughs> Spoiler alert, but, yeah. you know, this oh, is also sorry. history, so it's... Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> history. That's good. Okay. Um, so I really liked it. I was a little bit, like, skeptical at first, just because that's kind of who I'm becoming. I'm usually behind the curve on pretty much everything pop culture, hence why we talked about, you know, a, a, a Farscape, which is, like... You know, an early 2000s sci-fi show that nobody's heard of. Um, I'm kind of behind the behind it all the time. So when I finally get to things, pop culture stuff tends to be like it doesn't live up to the hype. Um, so I really liked this though a lot, and I think I need more time to like completely love it. Though mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot more time, like riding in my car listening to it. Um, Cause I also I truly did marathon this. I was on a long trip home, and so I just listened to it straight mm-hmm. for like, you know, however long it is, like three hours of my six-hour-long trip. Mm-hmm. So, um, that being said, I was like really excited to see that even though this was like something you know kind of revolutionary. Oh my gosh, I just did that. 
It's a a bump. (laughs) (laughs) Revolutionary. Um, But that it still keeps some of, like, your typical musical characteristics. Um, Because I just figured we'd walk in and it'd be like, you know, all hip-hop. It's like, no, no, no. It's not. It, It keeps... A whole bunch of other genres. It's got you know hip hop and rap. It's got some classical ish type stuff woven in there, especially in like Farmer Refuted um, is one of them that's really big like that. It's also got some oldies and like dance hall type stuff and big band. So that was really cool. How even certain songs would have like four or five genres all like tied together really well. Um, and then also just the musical staples, like where people have their own themes. So anytime they come in, or most of the time when they come in, they'll have this this variation of a certain core theme play. And I just I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I love about it is it's pushing the boundaries for musicals, and it definitely is. But it's also very much incorporating the the traditions of musicals and. It's turning some of them on their head, but it's also using some of them just brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, like, reoccurring themes, something I noticed, like, two hours ago before I came here mm-hmm. was some of the foreshadowing that's in it. Yes. If yeah. you listen, at least this is the the only real thing that I caught on to, um, the song Ten Dual Commandments, where uh, Hamilton is kind of teaching everybody the rules or whatever right. of dueling, it actually begins with the same countdown type thing, melodic little string of mm-hmm. notes or whatever, that is involved in everything that Philip, like in Philip's theme. And uh, so it's like a foreshadowing of like, hey, Philip's gonna get into a duel. Yeah. It's not gonna be good. So it's like from, what is that? That's like, the well, it's the 15th song on the first disc. But so not even halfway through the musical yet though that they're already foreshadowing like one of the biggest things in the musical um also like this is probably a little too on the nose to even say i caught but um it you know it definitely foreshadows hamilton's death with mm-hmm. like starting with i don't even know where to start but my shot like definitely yeah know? and then also like when aaron burr aaron burr is saying be quiet you know like don't share like your opinions and talking too much will get you shot one day mm-hmm. like I was like oh my gosh like because I didn't catch I didn't like I thought <laughs> this is bad but I wasn't I didn't know that Alexander Hamilton like w- died that way so if somebody so, would have said that Aaron Burr shot him that would, I would have been have, a major spoiler to you yeah. even even <laughs> even though it's <laughs> Did I just spoil? We gotta just put major. Are you saying that I just spoiled it for our audience, or no? I'm just oh, even I'm though that it's okay, it. to me, this is history. Right. So like, it's really hard yeah, to spoil. Yeah, yes, you might not have known that, yeah. but for me, like, it made it more intense because I thought that Hamilton died. I was pretty sure he died, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? Actually, um, we have him here as a special guest. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so were you too young for the um, Got Milk commercial with? Uh, yes. 
there. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is how I knew that Aaron Burr shot uh, Alexander Hamilton. Is there was a Got Milk commercial where a guy's like eating peanut butter or whatever, and he's he's this huge, huge, um, like history buff or whatever, but about. Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton, like this all seems like a very this. relevant yes. <laughs> <No> commercial. <laughs> and this at this time, no, no musical about Alexander Hamilton. No. Milk was just like you know what will really get people history buff about but, Alexander Hamilton. But okay. so like he gets called by a radio station and they ask him who for like however much money who shot um, Alexander Hamilton, and like he can't say it because he's got a mouthful of of, of milk. No, uh, oh. <laughs> of, of a peanut butter sandwich, and he needs to he drink it down with the milk. So that's why got milk would help him with that, so that he could win win this. But he's he's obviously going crazy because he can't get, get it out. No, because he doesn't have milk. Is just he, like he didn't have the milk. That was the problem. It is the hardest thing ever <laughs> to deal I with thought... a mouthful of milk. Because <laughs> you could easily just swallow milk real well, quick. Maybe and he was like it. choking on the milk because he got so excited. No, no, he was <laughs> eating the peanut butter sandwich and couldn't talk. Oh, his mouth was so that long. would be a really bad milk commercial. Though. <laughs> 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 like my version of it is a terrible milk commercial. <laughs> so, so this is why you're not in the advertising. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry guys. Anyways, okay. that's why I was familiar with he Aaron shot. Burr shooting Alexander Hamilton. And Aaron Burr tells us in the very first song. Yeah. That uh, I, I'm the I'm the one that killed him. Uh, well, that's right. And of that's like that's... this musical's probably the reason why I'm going to keep everything straight now because when I first heard of this, I was like, why are they making <laughs> this is going to show my ignorance. Why are they making a musical about the guy who did the Trail of Tears. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this. Why are they painting him as a hero? That's a horrible thing. <laughs> okay. Nope. Wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> number one, I need to take a break and go weep in the corner. Um, number two, that's one reason I. One of the reasons I love this musical is because as a history major, like in a history person, this like, makes a lot more sense now. She's obsessed. <laughs> this is really putting the puzzle pieces of the puzzle together for me. Okay, history. I'm sorry. Uh, but it really excites me that this musical is, one, helping to teach people, even though there are historical inaccuracies, yeah. and we'll get to those. Um, <laughs> but it also is like, I'm seeing people develop a love for history or a love for this time period or, or this founding father, you know, and it's, it's neat to see people take an interest in yeah. history in a way that they haven't before uh -huh. and maybe, you know, realize who Aaron Burr is and Alexander Hamilton mm -hmm. um, and that sort of thing. And so that, to me, is one of the really exciting things about this musical. Uh, oh, I, I think that the background, even though, like, they don't go a lot into, they do go into his upbringing, but it's more about, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Kim, how his upbringing affected, like, the rest of his life, mm -hmm. you know, like, so, but I really thought it was fascinating that he was, like, an immigrant, an orphan, like, came from the Caribbean, like, I loved it so much. I loved it. Right. Um, and I yeah. liked that they put that in at the, like, towards... Not the end of the musical, but um, let me see. Hurricane is the thirteenth song on the second disc. So like, three they put that like three quarters of the way through the musical. They briefly mention it in the first song, yeah. But they kind of just plop you 
into like the middle of his life mm -hmm. and yes. then go from there. I think that's really kind of interesting because you don't know much about him. You just know that he's like a young guy that's like, you know, overly excited and ambitious and everything. Who runs his mouth way too much. And yeah. writes a lot. And Which, writes like he's running out of time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, one thing, I don't feel like they really show very much in the musical that he does run his mouth too much. Like, there are some parts, but, like, they open up with saying that he runs his mouth too much, and I'm like, I don't see this. He's kind of I been, like, the most quiet person in the first See, part. I don't know. Kim might be able to correct us, but, like, I think that we might have been able to see him run his mouth more if we were actually, if I was actually following along with, like, the lyrics and seeing who was singing when, because sometimes it kind of just... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, when I first started listening to it, it was hard to tell, like, who who's actually singing this. Right. Um... But, I mean, we see, like, when he meets um, Lawrence and Mulligan and Lafayette, like, him, like, getting really excited and, like, being really excited and, like, raising his voice and, like, getting way too into it. And then we also see, like, in Farmer Refuted where, like, he's just going to, like, tell this guy True. how it is and, like, different things like that, you know. Um, Can you talk about the love triangle between – can you call it a love triangle between Angelica and Eliza and Hamilton? I, I do, okay. yeah. I think most people do, um, I, just from what I've heard which, in the universe. Right, which um, – so Lin-Manuel is no longer playing mm -hmm. Alexander Hamilton, which makes me so sad. Um, but the guy who replaced him and oh, Javier Muniz, I think, but I'm not exactly sure. But he's kind of known as, like – the sexier Hamilton. Oh. Um, I saw him on and, Stephen Colbert. And so, um, actually, like, I've heard people say that they've seen, you know, Lin-Manuel's version and the uh, Javier Muniz's version, and, like, the love triangle sticks out a little bit more and has a little bit really? more, just comes across a little stronger with his, his version because he is a little, a little bit of the sexier Alexander Hamilton. Historically, though... Not accurate. Okay. <laughs> um, Is there any proof that Angelica had feelings for Hamilton? I think they had like a friendship, and I think I think they did um, rely on each other, like pen pals, and have this respect and understand each other in a ways that other mm -hmm. people like didn't. But uh, when he had met her, she was already married. Okay. Okay. So, mm -hmm. I do love though that Angelica sees that her sister loves Hamilton and, like, right. introduces them because she loves her sister so much. Right. Like, I know it's a historical inaccuracy, but right. I'm so down for it because I love, like, I, I do, I love the, mm -hmm. that love triangle or whatever. Right. And, like, and you could, I mean, like, I see how people call it a love triangle. I prefer not to really think of it that way just because it kind of feels like someone is, like, like, it feels like a love triangle, like, two people are fighting for one person's affections, and I don't think Angelica would ever do that to her sister. Right. Which no. is one of the reasons I love them, you know, so Right. Much. Well, I, yeah, I think, but you're definitely, through the musical, you're definitely supposed to get a sense that Angelica does love him, and he okay. does feel something for yeah. her. Like, you know. Okay, yeah. I love, so I love, um... Satisfied. I absolutely adore the song Satisfied, but mm -hmm. I really love it in uh, connection with Helpless, too, mm -hmm. because Helpless is um, Eliza's Eliza. version of what happens that night. Eliza tells what happens, and then we go into the next song at their wedding, and then but we then rewind. And this also, ha um, like, the stage 
is the way the stage is actually set up. Like, they have, like, different turntables in, like, the center. So, like, they actually, like, spin and stuff, I think. Like, when it's, like, rewind or whatever, like, they're, like, kind of, like, showing, like, it rewinding. And so then, so then we rewind and we get things from Angelica's point of view. And it's just amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. And Satisfied is one of my favorite songs. But yeah, the song is amazing. She does an amazing job with it. Mm-hmm. I also love, um, well, I don't love it. It's heartbreaking to me when Hamilton's affair, I don't remember her, with Maria Reynolds is revealed and it's heartbreaking to me to think about Eliza mm-hmm. and I love Eliza's song I Burn. love how she's like I'm re- I'm removing myself from the narrative because it gives like I know back then she didn't have uh, women couldn't have that much agency uh, but it, within this play it gives her agency mm-hmm. right. which I really I really love and then her sister comes back to support her and I just love them so much I- what? Oh, go ahead I was going to say, I found it interesting, and I wondered how accurate this is. Um, Because the song previous to that, a lot of the people are like, oh, his poor wife. And I'm like, did they really care? Unfortunately. Like, I know, like, maybe some of her fellow, like, Mm -hmm. women and friends and things would totally care. But, like, I just kind of going back to the time period, I'm like, would they actually really care? Because there's another line in another song that just really reminds you of what time period it is. Other than just, you know, everything. But, like, where it's like, hey, ladies, get your husbands to vote. And it was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. No. It's like how second-class citizens right. we would have been. Mm-hmm. Well, this was, I mean, it was a huge sex scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually wrote the Reynolds pamphlet. It actually exists, which makes me super happy. Not, I mean, not that that occurred, <laughs> but, like, just that this is actually a thing. And, like, you can go to Founders Online and find it. Um, so he wrote the details of his affair. Yes, he actually wrote. He kind of just stopped uh, writing for just, like, come on. He like, he, he seriously did write this down saying, you know, like, people have been accusing me of da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And, and no, I was I was tricked by Maria Reynolds and her husband, blah, blah, blah. And he, he lays it out. Okay, so oh, maybe this ties into, and this might be a completely another topic, but it's one of the storylines that I haven't been able to figure out yet. So... There's like some kind of like scandal about checks that okay. he's writing. Can you explain that? Because I don't. Okay. So and also this is one of the um, little bit of historical inaccuracies. He did get approached by James Monroe and Fed- Frederick Muhlenberg, who first uh, pro- um, confronted him about okay, it. Okay. So what is it about these checks? Um. So they see that he's writing money that he's giving money to Anita Reynolds. Okay. And so they're accusing him of like speculating and of um working with Reynolds whatever to like kind of bet against the American government or whatever or okay. and using Amer- uh government funds for this for like speculating okay. and stuff. Hamilton saying, "No, no, that's not what it is at all. Mm-hmm. What happened was I was having an affair with his wife. He came and blackmailed me. I've been paying him to shut him up." Okay. And so um, Hamilton worry like, and what, and in real life, what happens is like Jefferson does eventually like get wind of this or whatever, but I don't know that Jefferson ever does anything with it. There's a journalist who starts kind of writing some stuff about it, who's, who's gotten wind or gotten a hold of these letters or whatever. So, and that's about five years later. And in response to that, then Hamilton writes the Reynolds pamphlet to set things straight that hey I'm not trying to defraud the government I'm not 
you know, like, guys, calm down. I'm just cheating on my wife. <laughs> and, and that's all that happened. I just, then I was just paying money to shut them up. That That's what happened, and now guys. that all that money's gone to waste. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all that money wasted. Poor Eliza. Right. I, yeah, I absolutely love Burn. And so you mentioned, but you mentioned Herman, her saying that she takes herself out of the narrative. Yeah. So that's not, and I, I just kind of noticed this, I think, last night when I was listening to Okay, yes. So, and that would be enough. She asked to be part of the narrative. Like, there's oh. a line where she asked to be part of the narrative. And then in Burn, she says that she's removing herself from the narrative. Mm-hmm. And then in the final song, in yeah. Who Lives, Who Dies, it. and Who Tells Your Story, mm-hmm. she says that she's putting herself back, back in the narrative. And I love it so much. And, like, and I just love that continuation and that... Um, that runs mm-hmm. through that because it gives the character and the musical agency which they wouldn't have had back then. Would and I just I love that. Right, which Eliza actually did really. I uh, yeah, I believe ha- that she did have a, that. Have a, yeah. good, a, a big impact and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the list of the, like things that she was able to do after she died. She did the. She really do those like. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. awesome. Like I'm not saying that. It's just like I'm pretty sure. Like I haven't verified every single one, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's amazing. It's just that sometimes in, like, um, uh, hopefully I say this right, um, sometimes in when we're writing about women, mm-hmm. they turn out not to have a lot of agency. Right. And maybe not even, like, old school stories, let's call them classics yeah. or whatever. Women don't have a lot of agency. So I really liked how they were able to give her that. Right. Um, but also, okay, so Byrne also has one of my favorite lyrics which is actually, and I found this out um, through a Ron, Ron Chernow. I watched a, a conversation with him on YouTube that was like an hour long. Um, but so one of my favorite lines was actually really written, and it's actually really from history. And it's um, where she talks about Angelica told her that um, you have married an Icarus. He has flown too close to the sun. Mm, Angelica actually line. wrote that to her. That is so nice. awesome. And I just love that. And, yeah. like, like that's not the only time that something comes directly from history. Like, lines come directly from history. And it's a super cool line. It's Because it's, like, line. it's not even saying he's a down and dirty <clears throat> dog. It's saying he's still, he's a good guy, but he's foolish. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, like, yeah, like, I've always loved that. And then, so when I was watching that, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> And then also in One Last Time, where Washington and Hamilton are discussing Washington stepping down, he's telling him he needs him to, you know, write his speech or whatever. That actually is most of the, most of that speech is Washington's actual, fa- like, in the last two paragraphs of Washington's farewell address. Okay. It sounded like it would be something Washington actually said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's it, really it cool. actually is. Like, they're, like, every now and then, like, pretty much it was those last two paragraphs of Washington's actual farewell address. Yeah. And so, like, I absolutely adore that song. Like, that's one of the songs that just, the more I listen to it, the more I love. And just the way that Hamilton and Washington, like, their voices start to blend as, like, mm-hmm. Hamilton's writing uh, it. Yeah. And then, like, Washington's, like, taking over and stuff. Like, just the blending of their two voices. And I just <laughs> love it. Speaking of blending of two voices, that leads me to one of my favorite songs um and favorite points of the entire musical um dear theodosia because 
it's so easy to make villains black and white and history is totally painted Aaron Burr like if you know anything about Aaron Burr you go oh yeah he killed Hamilton he killed an important guy now I would and that's say all that. you know <laughs> um, so it's like I, I find it really clever when people are able to dig into history or into stories anyway and come up with quote unquote sympathetic villains which I don't even know if you could oh. call Burr a villain and so to be able to show that these two men had kids I don't know if they actually had them near the same age or anything but to have kids and to have the same goals and mm-hmm. um, just completely two completely different ways of going about it yeah mm-hmm. and also have their voices like from a practical standpoint have their voices blend so well especially when they've both been singing different styles the whole time um, that they can come back and, and do that so well. It's really, like, poetic, and it's it's just, it's beautiful. I mean, I really like Aaron Burr's character in this. Like, he's not my yeah. favorite, but I think my favorite, okay. well, I'll tell you who my favorite is in a minute. Oh, um, keep us in suspense. Uh, he's one of my favorites because you see him progress, or, or regress, as it were, as a real person would. Um, and they show it through the music. And I know this is the point of a musical, is to convey the story through music, emotions and all. But the fact that every time Burr comes back in and he's got one of his themes, I think he has a couple different things that he tends to sing over and over, but um, you hear the frustration more and more and more. And so mm-hmm. he becomes like less sympathetic as you go through, and then you hear something like Dear, Dear Theodosia, and you go oh wait, mm-hmm. he's really ticked off and angry but he's still like a good guy and I feel like it kind of I mean, that whole conflict really maybe this is going too, too yeah. modern day political but I feel like that really kind of reflects a lot of what we see with modern politics is that everybody's just trying to get by okay, and we cling to what we know and I everybody just has their own ideas about how to run the country and it's like we're seeing that back then and i want to know how much of that is real and how much of that um is just you know our social commentary that we have right now i was gonna say that's a question i kind of like ask myself a lot too is um and like have to keep in mind like because i'm like oh man they you know like it's like what we go through today and it's like oh wait somebody today wrote this yeah oh yeah so, like, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Mm-hmm. To Janelle's point about Amber kind of being, like, the villain that we see now. Mm-hmm. like In I, real life? In real life. I absolutely love in The World Was Wide Enough, the second to last song, after Hamilton's been shot. And then... Yeah. Um, the world was wide enough for both of us. Right. That mm-hmm. Burr, Burr mm-hmm. sits there and says, he may have been the first one to die, but I'm the one who paid for it. I survived, but I paid for it. Now I'm the villain in your history. I was too young and blind to see. I should have known. I should have known. The world was not wide enough for both Hamilton and me. Like now I'm the villain in your history is one of my is one of my other mm-hmm, favorite lines mm-hmm. of the entire musical. Yeah. And just kind of to the point of you know like yeah Burr Burr made this misstep and and whatever and that's how he is now known. Like mm-hmm. that ruined his political career. He was vice president. Like mm-hmm. I just really like isn't one of Burr. Burr's songs, Wait For It. 
Yes. I love, wait for it. And it also, like, the first time I watched it, probably the second time, too, it makes me want to root for him. I I feel sympathetic for him in that song. Which one's wait for it? Uh, Number 13 on the first disc. Yeah, but what is it about? I forget. I don't know. I'm Burr waiting it. for it. Yeah, um, he's like, <laughs> wow. He like, I feel enlightened. <laughs> you, you feel this one. Because I haven't listened to enough, to, but I just know that I feel really like sympathetic and root for him during that song. Yeah. It's after Hamilton's wedding, and they've met, they've seen him at like the tavern or whatever. They've seen Burr, and, and Burr said that like, like the Mulligans and all of them have like... Um, Said, said, hey, we hear you have like somebody oh, or whatever. Yeah. And, and so we're introduced to the concept of Theodosia, mm-hmm. his, his mistress or, or whatever. And so then he's kind of singing in, in response because Hamilton's like, Burr, I just don't understand you. You know, like if you love if you love her, why are you not going after her? Why are you not doing something to be with her? He's like, she's married. And and so then Burr's response is, I'm going to wait for wait for it. I'm going to, you know, and, and we see very much Burr's character, yeah, like Burr doesn't, he doesn't sit there and rush headfirst. Hamilton does that. Mm-hmm. Burr sits there and calculates. He yeah. tries to see every single angle, and he's gonna he's gonna wait for his best shot. And sometimes that works, and sometimes that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I I absolutely love um, wait for it too. That's yeah, like because that is one where we just get laid out for us his his like who Burr is versus mm-hmm. especially Burr versus Hamilton and the lines in that are just amazing and mm-hmm. I believe that might be the song that Lin-Manuel was on his way to a friend's birthday party and the lyrics like came to him and like he goes to the birthday party and was like hey happy birthday I gotta go I gotta go home and write this song <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I, I think it was this song I could be wrong but that did happen for one song and I think it was this one I think like uh, the love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes oh, and it takes. Love that one. I think that I might have been the line, line like that kind of popped in his head. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. is that one used in another place in the musical? It's um, it's altered to um, when Burr is singing about killing Hamilton. Um, he says that death doesn't discriminate. It. it yeah. I was gonna I say well, and even line. in the song le- further down, he changes oh, does. to death doesn't discriminate. Discriminate, discriminate between okay. the sinners and the saints. Such a good line. It but and wait, wait for it appears a few times. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lyrical theme that keeps coming back. Okay. Which okay, so are either of you familiar with "I Want" songs? With what? What? I want songs in the musical. Mm-hmm. No. Like so, and within the second or third song, normally like your main character or whatever sings his I want song. So it, for Hamilton, it's my shot saying like what, you know, like oh, okay. he wants to be somebody, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it kind of lays out exactly so what the musical So every third song? No, like it, normally it's like one of the first few songs in a oh, musical. Okay, okay. And so, and it's kind of telling you the theme of the musical, what's going to happen, what your main character's motivation and drive is mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. The only reason why I am familiar with this concept is hearing mm-hmm. on Pop Culture Happy Hour them discussing the I Want songs. Okay. Um, and the only reason I ever um, realized what I'm about to say was seeing somebody writing about it on Tumblr. But Aaron Burr's I Want song comes in the second act at the end of... Should we try to guess what it is? You're a beast. One of the ones... Second? No. Um, I can't blow us away. No, don't just you're just (laughs) you're just looking at the songs and just randomly picking. Yeah, great. Okay, I'm ready. 
<laughs> you guess. Um, Hurricane. It's it's the. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. trying to think. Um, it's it's where it's like the the uh, reprise of room where it happens. He's like, I want to be oh. in the room where it happens. I mean, it it is that's, the song "Rumor It Happened." Like it, that's okay. one giant I love one, that song. one song. Oh, like, that is in the second it, act. I see. Yeah, yeah, that room, is yes. "Rumor Where It Happens" is, is the song, so and good. it's four <laughs> minutes into the song. It's a five-something minute song, and it's four minutes in the song where you finally get. And he's Aaron. like, and that my heart actually break kind of breaks for him a little when he's like, "I want to be in the room where right, it happens." Where you get him finally saying, "I want to be there. I want to be in that room," and you finally see him. Kind of, he's been patient, 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 and then he finally kind of yeah. breaks, and that's and um, and so and it just fits his character so well. Yeah, and I did not, I did not realize that all on my own. I, I read that on Tumblr, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, that is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. That is his "I Want" song. Yeah, um, which and also like wait for it, wait for it. He's he's calmly singing, and and it's very, mm-hmm. and then it builds, and so you see, you see this theme of. Burr's patience and patience until it mm-hmm. just kind of explodes and he just can't anymore. Um, and then he kills Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Um. I love the room where it happens. Now, in the room where it happens, like that is when they meet behind closed doors and we're not sure, but people think like that they made a bargain about we'll have Hamilton's um, banking system. Mm-hmm. But we want the capital to be in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I love room where it happens. It really confused me. I was like, wait. The first time I was like, okay, there's a room. Something happened there. What <laughs> happened there? Was that where he had the affair? Like, <laughs> like, is that what they're trying to, like, cut, uncover with the checks? I was kind of confused. But by the end, like, especially the second time I listened to it, I was like, uh... I got it. Also, I think I looked something up on Wikipedia, so mm-hmm. I was like, I got it. Janelle, who who's your favorite character? Because you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, yeah, who's your favorite character? Oh, can I guess? <laughs> yeah, you can guess. King George. Yes! Oh, that makes so much yes, sense. It is. So, but for some reason, I don't know, I'm, I must be kind of slightly evil because I always really like the bad guy songs. <laughs> like, really bad. Um... And this one is just amazing, like the best line in the entire thing to me, because it's the type of person I am, is just the whole, um, and when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. (laughs) I do love that. That that is my favorite song in the entire thing. I've listened to it more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to it two times on the way over here, just just on the drive over here. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I really love that line. I also really love the line that comes um, a little later in that song, that is, because when push comes to shove, I will kill your friends and family to (laughs) remind you of my love. To remind you of my love. Um, I love it. (laughs) And it's, I'm cool with it being like the most stereotypical proper English accent ever mm -hmm. because it just, it works so well. Oh my gosh. I love it. Which, and it just... It's. I just love that this is like the love songs for one. Like these are love songs, <laughs> but they're like 
love songs from an abusive boyfriend. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yes. that is exactly what it is. Like, where where are you going? I did not give you permission to leave. Come back to me. I'm I'm going to hurt you <laughs> if you do not come back to me. I'm, I'm going to go after your family if you don't come love me again. <laughs> like, and He's it's like just, Scarface or The Godfather or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is terrible. Now you're making me feel bad for liking this. No, like, no. I, I love it. Like, no. and it, it is a point of humor within it. Like, and, yeah. you know, and the character is a humorous character. Mm-hmm. And right? Jonathan Groft is awesome. Okay, so I want to talk about the dual casting. Like, what did y'all, did y'all pick up on that? What did no, y'all think of it? No, not at all. There's okay. dual, no, no. Like, the same um, actor playing two different roles. Yeah. No, I didn't pick up on that. Um, so, okay. So, yeah, Lafayette and Jefferson are played by the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulligan and Madison are played by the same person. Okay. And um, Lawrence and Philip Hamilton are played by the same person. Okay. Uh, then Peggy and Maria are played by the same person. Reynolds. Maria uh-huh. Reynolds. Yeah. Um, the homewreck. Interesting. So I, um, I'm not sure if I picked up on, I don't think I like picked up on it until I like started reading about it. But uh, one, and I've heard think Lynn manuel say this or somebody else said it in an interview I'm not sure but um, one of the advantages of the dual casting was because you're switching kind of cast of characters between the first act and the second act but you need your audience to kind of have a familiarity with these people already so by having the same people from the first act come in in the second act but as somebody different, you're already kind of, it's a little bit of a shortcut, so they're familiar with them. Yeah. So, um. Oh, okay. Uh, but also then, the dual casting then makes the, um, the first song, there's some lines in there that the dual casting just makes incredible. So, um, in the first song, when they're sitting there saying, you know, like, we fought with him, um, I died for him, we loved him, um. So we fought. We fought with him. Uh, Davy Diggs and um, the person's name, who I just can't pronounce, and I'm so terribly sorry. Oh. <laughs> They're the ones that say we fought with him. So they played um, in the first act. Was playing Lafayette and uh, Hercules Mulligan. So they fought with him in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and we're on his side. And then in the second act, they played Lafayette, uh, not Lafayette, they played Madison and Sassy Jeff. And <laughs> <laughs> they fought against him. And they fought against him. So that line has a dual meaning right there. That's really awesome. So this might be a little bit of a spoiler because um, this isn't on the cast album and this is the only song that got left out because... Um, this musical is entirely in song. So you listen to the cast album and you have the entire mm-hmm. entire album of what's going on. But um, Lin-Manuel had always listened to cast albums and stuff as a child. And so like he wanted like a little something special for the people who came to see it. So like they left out one tiny little song, which is where John Lawrence dies off, off stage. So the Anthony Ramos plays John Lawrence, Philip Hamilton. So he says, I died for him. And so that speaks as both of them. Both of those characters oh. ended up dying. Oh. Um, I'm forgetting, though. Who's Lawrence? I'm sorry. He was he was one of the guys that fought with them in the Revolutionary War. He was, okay. he was probably the kind of had the least lines and stuff. Okay. And then 
Maria Reynolds and Peggy. Peggy. They um, were played by the same person. Oops. Maria Reynolds and Peggy were played by the same person. And so that actress, along with Angelica and Eliza, saying, we loved him. And so, like, that could be meaning, like, Peggy loved him as, like, a brother-in-law, you know, or whatever. Or Maria Reynolds loved him as her lover. A lover. Wow. And oh, so, like, so once you kind of, like, know of the dual casting and then, like, mm-hmm. hear those lines, like, they mean, you know, even two more. different things. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. And, by the way, this was not me realizing this. This is, I've seen these things mm-hmm. online, like... Um, I'm I'm not smart enough to figure all this stuff out, <laughs> but somebody out there has, and I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, that's exactly what happened. Cite um, your sources, Kim. Um, <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of Tumblr for 2015 to 2016. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere out in Tumblr is where I learned this information, more than likely. Um, so yeah, so I just think the dual casting is so amazing, like once you kind of yeah. like get into it and stuff. I'm really glad you made us listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have taken years to listen to it without this. And I'm going to New York in September. Ooh. Maybe I can fi- actually see the play. That'd be cool. I will hate you. I um. yeah. I understand. But I doubt I could do it. Here's one thing um, that's fun is the song your obedient servant like the way oh that my they gosh. Mm-hmm. well and the way and they sign off your obedient servant that is actually how they signed off their letters oh that's cool oh i like that that is like the most passive aggressive song and i'm sure there's actually aggressive aggressive in it too but just how it it can go from like angry sounding to a dot ham <laughs> like ding i, I expect like the, the little stereotypical commercial like shiny tooth you know mm-hmm. animation ding right <laughs> and so yeah so this morning before i came here i um went and like looked up their like kind of their last few letters to each other mm-hmm. um and just like to see um i don't think he uses like any of the actual lyrics or whatever or like words from it but just kind of seeing them kind of coming to a head of like cuz Aaron Burr like heard that he had said something about him or whatever and he's like trying to confront him in this letter and like they're kind of back and forth and and Alexander Hamilton's kind of like I mean I've said a lot of crap about you like you're going to have to be more specific <laughs> <laughs> and like and just you know and you see like Aaron Burr's, like, final response is just, like, you're making me take this to the next level, kind of. And it's like, <laughs> and then he's going to kill him. Um, so, yeah, there's this really cool, or to me, there's this really cool website. It's called Founders Online and has um, several of the Founding Fathers, like, letters and papers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can go um, and look that look look at the letters and different stuff. Like, I've looked at some of the letters between um, Lafayette and... Uh, and Hamilton and like one it's like Lafayette's like why why aren't you writing me back like he just like, <laughs> like, 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 like these are Kim Purvis's interpretations but like, like, like it was like I haven't heard from you in so long like what's going on because he's writing happening. all the time Lafayette didn't you realize that like he's writing like he's running out of time yeah. <laughs> like I, th- I think I also is- love okay so the up uh, the, that line's implications for, like, because he was running out of time. Right. Ugh, such a good line. Well, and, okay, and so 
all through the musical, he's sitting there saying, like, I'm not throwing away my shot. Like, yeah. And then he throws away his shot and he dies. Like, and that's just so amazing. Right. So, like, I immediately started listening to it again. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize what he was saying. Like, it's crazy. Did he actually shoot to the sky, though? Um, I believe so. Okay. I, 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 there might be kind of a little conflicting things, but I think it is. Um, I think it is kind of known that he. Okay. He did. Because all I've ever heard was, "Hey, what an idiot!" Like getting into duels. Because I think he got into like what? He got into multiple duels. It was I think at least three that I know of. Um. And I've always just heard, eh, what an idiot. Like, he's just going and throwing his life away. And I'd never heard the possibility of him doing that. And I also probably wouldn't have understood the implications of shooting to the sky. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, what that would have meant. I mean, I would have hopefully figured it out. But, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yay Hamilton bringing up historical ideas to me. So, um, I mean... You all both seem to have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll both, I'm guessing, we'll keep listening to it occasionally. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yay, that makes me happy. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I slightly like this musical. Just a little. <laughs> Just slightly. Just slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Oh, has anybody else watched or listened to Ooh, well just watched I guess anything that we've talked about previously no yeah. let me think Gossip I, Girl I keep, you, 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 you know like finished oh, Gossip yeah. Girl right don't you know I've just gone through no um, I've more just told people hey we did Gossip Girl and it was one of our best episodes <laughs> but I hated it so much um, no like what so we did Farscape I didn't continue watching any more Farscape um, after mm-hmm. that Simply because I hit an episode that's kind of hard for me to digest. Um, I haven't gotten past 19, which I mm-hmm. know that's way you say it gets good, but I got distracted. I got distracted by happy endings. I binge watched that this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, Dean Sudoku. Oh. So now I've, I haven't been watching anything really. I haven't been watching anything. I've had a, like a busy week. Yeah, so. I, I was trying to finish up a class and mm-hmm. yeah, and then gone. So I haven't really had. A lot of time to watch anything. How irresponsible of us. Can't we just be couch potatoes like normal people? Jeez. How (laughs) dare us. Trying to be good students and citizens of this world. So distasteful. Well, if you want more I Love It Don't You content, visit our website, iloveitdontyou.wordpress.com. Our website has links to all our social media and our our email address, iloveitdontyou1 at gmail.com. Follow us and let us know what you think about the episode. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do next time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. So, Janelle, what are you going to make us watch um, next week? I'm going to make us watch Breakout Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a one or two season wonder that um, is about a bunch of convicted criminals. Um, and it's available on Netflix. Um, and I think if you have, like... Um, on demand, like through Comcast and stuff like that. I think that's on there. Um, might be on Hulu too. I don't know. I need to keep track of this better, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it's definitely on Netflix. Okay, yeah, definitely on Netflix. Um, so we're gonna watch the first five episodes of that because it's a, an hour-long show, mm-hmm. 
Um, Why do you want us to watch it? I want you guys to watch it because it's funny and yet it's dark and it's clever and it's it's kind of like a heist show. Like the whole mm. premise is that they're bounty hunters basically, but they're criminals. Um, they're getting time knocked off of their sentences to go hunt down these people that have skipped. Oh, like a toned down Suicide Squad? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like probably I very mean, toned it's, down. It's actually like <laughs> set in our world in reality though. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not comic book by any means. Um, so yeah, um, that's what we're going to check out. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks.